We got the Justice League by Zack Snyder. Let's go. I can't believe this film is out. I'm actually glad it came out. I wasn't. I was not one of the people who was like rooting like I want to see it. I want to see it. I was one of the people campaigning. I'm sad to say, but I am glad it's here nonetheless. Because I won't lie, I saw that. I did see that release the Snyder Cut hype quite early on. Mm, I saw it too. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was a non-believer. I just thought. Okay, it's one of these internet campaigns. I don't really have faith in it. It's just noise. Not that I hated the campaign or anything, no. It's just, I literally thought, I mean, how often does this happen, you know? Mm-hmm. We never had something like this happen on this scale. So I just thought, yeah. The first thing we ever saw, like, close to this, even though it, it came out um, recently, but it wasn't as planned as, like, Justice League was, like, Sonic, when they changed the design of Sonic. For, because the fans Ooh, were yeah, outraged with Jim by Carrey. It. Yeah, with Jim yeah, Carrey. I like that, man. I appreciate Fun that power. film much more because they listened to the fans. When yeah, I, I, I think they definitely made a lot more revenue at the box office because of that. Definitely. Studios should take note. Exactly, listen to the fans. But apart from that, I haven't really, I mean, not in my lifetime anyway, I haven't really experienced something like this happen. And I'm shocked that, you know, the Snyder Cut actually exists. You know, they've started campaigning for. David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad now. Release the Ayer cut. Oh, man. Have they? Is it? Yeah, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher's uh, but they're got gonna the hashtag going. He's got the hashtag going, sorry. Was actually known to be that much better than what they got in the end. Like the- I mean, all I hear is, you know, you know our personal views on the, a certain portrayal of the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the theatrical version made it look way worse than it really was. There was more explanation as to why what? the Joker was the way he was, for example, and a whole bunch of other things. I'd actually believe that after this film, like, I'd actually believe they would have cut it to bits. Honestly, man, for years we just thought, how dare they release that theatrical version of the Justice League? It was so bad, and it was offensive, to be honest. Like I mentioned before, I paid £15 to go to the cinema Yikes. to watch this film, and what we got was an absolute mess. Some people tried to lie to themselves, saying... No, this was good mm. because they were in disbelief that a Justice League, a Justice League film could be that bad. And I'm glad we got what we got. Mm. I I was one of those people who wasn't, I wasn't, I was one of those people who believed that it was somehow a good film if you squint your eyes at it really closely like a bad painting. No, mm. I was one of the people who just saw moments that I liked. The only real moment that I'll ever take away from Justice League, Justice League, as we we're going to start calling it. <laughs> is the it's the Superman and the Flash like race thing? That's the only thing I really liked because it felt really comic booky. That's the only thing I really liked. I'll be honest, don't hate me, but I do. We'll get into it, obviously, but I do think there were some things that were in the the Justice League, the Whedon cut. Yeah, that could have benefited. That the Snyder cut could have benefited from. So, oh okay, we'll get into it. I'm, but, okay, I haven't thought about anything like that. I'm interested now. Yeah, but I guess we'll use that to start. So, welcome to the lockdown yard. <laughs> <laughs> we are so eager they wouldn't even say, "Hey, my name is Charles." Yeah, we haven't greeted these guys for a while, you know. It's, it's peak. It's but been a bit bad. Welcome, y'all. Welcome. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Charles, and my name is Ed or Nana. You know it goes. And here we are talking about just this week. So I did love it. I did love it. Um. I'm not, I'm not as hyped to. I'm not okay. Currently, there's like a hype train at the moment saying Snyderverse will restore the Snyderverse. If it becomes a thing, cool. But at the same time, I'm glad we at least got this film out. 
so the story could be told in a much 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 better way than it was done in 2017 definitely it feels so much more fleshed out i mean obviously at four hours you'd, you'd hope so but it feels so much more fleshed out i even loved how it started because one thing i really didn't like about the joss whedon cut the mother boxes just randomly start calling out to to steppenwolf and then darkseid i guess they didn't even really mention darkseid no. in the whedon cut not really so and they said the death of superman i was thinking well how do they know Superman died, mm-hmm. and th- what this film did from the jump was explain that in a very visual way, very cinematic exactly. visual way. Like you saw the shock. Not a waves. single word. We just saw the the shock waves as he said, "Yeah." So that was brilliant. That man. was brilliant. As soon as it started that way, I was like, "Okay, this is already in business here." Ten times better than anything we got. I'm in telling you, man. I'm telling you, it's and it was beautiful how it just led on from Batman versus Superman. Because, you know, Batman vs. Superman, you saw one of the key scenes in Man of Steel where Zod and Superman were just destroying mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. And that led the way... into Batman vs. Superman. And then this one, and Batman vs. Superman led into Justice League, mm. as we saw another key scene. Yeah. Another way they just connect the films is just amazing. Like, they do it They do it very differently to Marvel. They do it visually rather than with yeah. Marvel. They kind of explain or they expect you to understand. But you just see it. A very visual thing from the last thing you remember of the film. Nah, that makes, that's an impression that DC can do pretty well. I'll give them that. Honestly, the continuity has got me wanting to watch it as a trilogy again. From Man of Steel, me too. Batman vs Superman to Justice League. But that's going to be a long one. We're going to do the extended cut of Batman vs Superman. We're not going oh to yeah, do you the, have to. You have to. I feel like that you would be to, beneficial yeah. for like the experience. Definitely. But I there's so many moments in this one. Even the the differences between the bank robbing scene, mm-hmm. the Whedon cut versus the Snyder cut, Wonder Woman. I I adore that scene. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's man. Ah. It was really really done well. I love the way she entered. I don't know what it was, but the way she entered hit so much differently than compared to like uh, the 2017 version. Because the music was was different. Yes. The the color tone was different. I'm sure it was different. Like. In Justice League, I remember it being like so color, colorful, like very, very colorful. But this one was like kind of dark and like great, which is more like the DC kind of like color play. And man, the action in the slow mo. Okay, the slow mo we're gonna I'm gonna get into, but the slow mo worked in this scene. I thought, what did you think? Man, the way she was blocking bullets, blocking bullets, at speed, the oh, action, just like, yeah. ah, blocking bullets and then kicking people into walls and. I even like. I even prefer the way she dis- disposed the bomb mm-hmm. in this one because I, I watched in that. The cut, yeah, in the Whedon cut, she went to she jumped into the attic and then she threw it out, and yeah, that was it. But in this one, she jumped out with the bomb and they were both in mid air. Oh, that shot was great. Yeah, that shot was even great. the music there is ah, oh, oh, so much better, man. Yeah, okay. But I do have a a, a gripe with. That scene, I'm not gonna lie, it's how it ended. It's how, oh, me, I think I know, I think I know exactly <laughs> what you're gonna say. Did they really need to? Did she really need to? She do did that to not the guy? need to destroy that whole building. <laughs> she did not need to destroy the whole building that way. She caused more damage than the actual people breaking into the bank. <laughs> that lo- that was a nice looking building from the outside, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, that's a lot of damage there. You're gonna. You're not gonna pay for that or anything, I know. But I love, I love how they didn't even add anything like consequences of talking to the police. Just showed like a little girl saying, "I want to be like you, my bro." 
we have to clean up your mess then. <laughs> Lead a better example. But surely, okay, obviously we didn't see it, but she just blew up a guy. Wasn't it, his insides all over the wall in front of kids or something? Yo, there was some person in this uh, fight scene where I saw like people getting thrown against walls and I swear I saw like a little blood spatter on the wall. Like mm. I saw a few moments like that in this film. I was like, damn. Reminded me of like, the violence we saw in like Batman vs. Superman and Batman in the Warehouse just fighting those goons. When like one guy just got that one guy just got that box slammed right back and he, and his head goes on the wall and you just see the like yes. the blood. Bruh. I was like <sighs> By the way, I, I regard that as the best bit of live action you've seen Batman oh, yeah, on hello. the big screen. That's the best fight scene I've seen in for Batman ever. Live action, hundred percent. For sure. Was one you know what? I'm gonna be honest, the whole Aquaman introduction thing where Bruce Wayne goes out to find Aquaman in the some untold part of the earth. I don't really feel like that scene improved much from It got weirder for me because of that moment yeah, at the, the end. singing. No, <laughs> that it was singing. the singing. <laughs> it was the singing and it was the woman who just, just sniffed his jumper or whatever it was, a punch yeah, or whatever. That, that, you know what? It gave me Midsommar vibes. Oh, for real. It gave me Midsommar vibes, which is the for those who don't know, that's a horror movie which both of us were traumatized by. It, I'm, I'm not traumatized. Not really... He's traumatized. I'm not traumatized. Listen, we're both traumatized. I know you. I'm trying to drag you back. I know you probably had therapy. Are you trying that. to drag <laughs> me back into trauma? What kind of cousin are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm we're fine. He's like, no, you're not. Come here. Don't run. Why are you running? <laughs> Why are you running? Come back. Sink into the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the sing the singing was weird. The whole sniffing the jumper thing was weird. That's one scene I think wasn't really upgraded. All it was it was it was just a bit longer, I guess. And the whole giving the money thing. Okay, fair enough. That's on brand with what Bruce Wayne's about, I guess. Mm. You know, one thing I wish they cut cool. out from that part was like him, um, Arthur Curry saying, um, "Dress like a bed. You're out of your mind, Bruce Wayne." Again, because it's just like these people here. But again, they they probably even know what Gotham is, or let alone Batman. But I wish they yeah. cut that part out, like just a little bit. By the way, what do you think? What do you think about Bruce Wayne just being so brazen with revealing his identity, uh, I, or people knowing who he really is now? I I don't like how brazen like superheroes are with their super secret identities nowadays. You don't. I like that element of like secrecy when i was watching like the tv shows and reading the comic books and all that like the dual identity was like i really like that balance especially in marvel because that's what marvel kind of primarily focuses on not the superhero it's more about the person behind the suit so mending pushing them together like this and i'm not really with it but i i deal with it that's my real opinion on that yeah i think i agree because a big part of the whole Batman character was the secret identity thing. He even change his voice, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it works. It works for the purposes of, like, this this kind of film franchise, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I'm not. It's not something I'm going to dwell on too much. It's just something right. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Me too, yeah. Right. Our boy Steppenwolf. He obviously goes to Themyscira to steal the first mother box, I guess. Yep. That scene was miles better mm. miles better the amazons came across much more resilient in that in that one yeah that line i'm here to feast on your fear yeah and then hippolyta said amazons show him your fear and we, said, have... we have no fear we not have that we know we not have that 
<laughs> that was good, man. I love I love that line, bro. Even before that, when they were approaching the box to open it, all those scenes, I I appreciated those. Mm. There was a real build up. There's two parts I really liked in this scene. I, like everything you just said, especially. There's two parts I liked and one part I didn't like. And I'm going to keep saying it. Um, the slow-mo. Bro, the wonder this film is four hours long. The slow-mos in this film, I know it's done for a very artistic purpose, but there's a limit, people. I, I, I'm i trying to get to the main plot. <laughs> um, that's the only thing I don't like about this this particular scene, or you know, just the film in the whole. <laughs> um, the two parts I really did like about the scene... It's always the it's the part where um they're trying to get the box away from him. They it kept it into mm-hmm. this in this one as well. They just um they're trying to get the box away from him and there's a woman who like ties a rope around it and then shoots it with an arrow. I love that scene in the in the in the Justice League. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot I, I like that scene. But I liked it a yeah. lot more in this one because I think the tone was a little bit more desperate because of like everything I was seeing. And the second thing was like Stefan Wolf just did the ultimate flex and just went with his chest, prah, and then literally all the arrows just went away. I love that. But that was like, yeah. So it was like, where was this Stefan Wolf apart from the one we got? It was like, mother, I love you, mother, mother, <laughs> mother. <laughs> that whole mother thing. Oh my goodness, mother. Man, that was criminal by by Joss Whedon. I don't know what that was about, man. I'm glad they took that out completely. The only mother we got was. The fact they were they were called mother boxes, mm. but I love Steph- I love Steppenwolf's design. Design was much 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 better, much better, much better. I like Steppenwolf. His, suit, as his a whole. suit was animated. Yeah, I love that the way his suit was always kind of moving. It was its own character in, in effect. It was just always moving, and <laughs> it it reflected his mood, didn't it? Yeah, when he, when got he was angry, it really spiked up. Yeah, when he got offended, he got flexed. His body was like got spikes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I like Stephen Wolf I've, as a whole. Like I liked him a lot better in this because he actually felt like he had a backstory and like a, a drive and a goal, like to get yeah, back. It just a good seemed place. like he was some random guy who showed up out of no. Which again, he wasn't. He was a random guy in this one, but you actually had more reason as to what as to why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, because he owed Darkseid fifty k worlds. <laughs> nah, That's a I lot of worlds, man. I wrote that down. I was like, I want to write that down. I was like, God damn. <laughs> How many worlds? <laughs> I didn't even know that many worlds existed. Yeah, and the fact Darkseid has taken over one hundred thousand plus worlds before. Oh my damn man! That's a lot of damn worlds. That's a lot of worlds. Like what? What? What do you think of that whole war? You know the ancient war where. So I want to ask a question. Was that Darkseid who came to Earth before? Yeah, yeah, that was him. Okay, well, that thought it was like his dad or something, but. So that was dark side, and well, he got beaten up. He got he lost pretty badly then. Yeah, he he got he got his ass whooped, man. Took an axe to the shoulder from Ares. He was the villain in um, the first Wonder Woman. Man, should have gone for the head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I I love that war. It showed it showed um all the Amazons. There were a few scenes which were in the trailer for the original Joss Whedon cut, which didn't end up appearing in the theatrical version. Mm-hmm. But now they appeared and it was really good. Uh, I loved seeing Zeus doing his thing properly. I loved the Green Lantern scene. Yeah, man, it was really good. I think it was good too. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought um, having the Green Lantern part. Imagine I thought for a second when I was watching it, if he just grabs that ring, because Darkseid was so close to the guy he just killed. Um, 
if he grabbed that ring, how powerful would Darkseid have been? I think it would have been a wrap. Man, that reminded me so much of Endgame. Like, what happened if Thanos actually got all the gems and didn't manage to snap? What if he got this ring? <laughs> he could just, like, really mess things up. Not on the level of the Infinity Gauntlet, but, like, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, man? So, The Flash. The Flash is one character, yeah, who, in the Joss Whedon cut, I was just... Uh, it seems quite annoying, mm-hmm. and... I know Ezra Miller was doing his best, but everything he was given to do from the whole... You know when he first discovers the Batcave and then yeah. he's trying out all the vehicles. That's just like, uh Yeah, I understand. What and you then he kept trying to spot um, Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. Like the graveyard scene. and It was just awkward. Know, it's, yeah, it was just awkward, yeah. you know? And yeah, I didn't like Flash. They took, that, they took that completely out in this one. Yeah, they, they revamped him. Completely out. Ezra's a really good actor. I've seen him in a few things. Like, um, well, no, I don't want to say Fantastic Beasts because I don't want to watch that series anymore. <laughs> because that's gonna be that's a train wreck. But I see him in like the Stanford Prison Experiment and like the purpose of being a wallflower. He's oh, really yeah. he's really yeah. good in that. So I knew he was gonna be good, but I, we didn't get to see it. And I was like, what? The he's hell? a good actor. He's a very Just, good actor. He wasn't given any. Yeah, well, he, he wasn't given any good material by Whedon, and yeah, he, the stuff that was included was just, it wasn't great. Yeah, he reminded me of, like, a watered-down MCU Peter Parker, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he was just, yeah. he was just all over the place, like, this quirky guy. I'm like, where's, where's Barry Allen? Where's the scientist? Where's, I can see the wisecrack, but that's not all you are. Like, I want to see mm. more about, and we definitely got to see more of that in this. Especially the science part. I love the fact that they added like his knowledge of how things actually, his actual scientific knowledge. I mean, like in this, they applied it very well. Yeah. And when they're breaking that. down like what to do in like the Justice League meeting, even though it wasn't a Justice League meeting, but it's really a Justice League meeting. Yep. And the bit where he saved Iris from that hot dog truck, that was really good. Mm. Uh, you know, you know that bit where the truck driver wasn't paying attention. Yeah, he was trying to get his food. Why are they always trying to get food in these films? Why? Why do people always lose their food when they're and they're operating like a high, like a big big ass vehicle? <laughs> like, you know those things, those scenarios they create on purpose just to to do a bit of character building. Those ones. Mm-hmm. That's what it. That's what it was. The same. And I don't know if they're gonna really continue with that whole Iris story because that that was a good introduction. Oh, they. I hope they do. That was a really good introduction. I like the fact that she actually mm. saw him and then he just disappeared and that was it. Like. Then when they see each other in the next one, it's going to be like, you, you. And then the whole thing starts off. Boom. Crazy. I, still, I still have a problem with the Flash's running style. It just looks, I, I mean, I don't know how it's someone running at that kind of speed is meant to look, but <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks kind of funny. It's like his legs like are made of linguine. skating or something. Yeah. He takes these really long strides and... Yeah, I don't know. It's like if Mr. <laughs> Fantastic were to run it, but his arms are like arms and legs are like rubber. <laughs> just flailing. Yeah, just flailing. <laughs> like if Elastigirl was like running, but like, yeah, it's just weird the way his arms just move like that. But I did like, I loved him. Like I said, I really loved him like a lot more in this than I did in the other version. I mean, he saved the world. He literally that, that saved ends, the world. That end scene was epic. It the was. Music. It was. It was so so good. I loved, I loved the lightning as well. I didn't like it as much before, but then it grew on me by the end of the film. For me, the lightning made sense because, and it helped, it actually helps differentiate for when he's using his super speed versus when Superman's using his super speed. Yeah. Because when, when you see the lightning, you know that's the flash, for example. I'm just used to the orange because of the TV show. 
Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And the comics. I, I like how they explain the whole reversing in time thing before the end sequence. Yes, I am glad of that too. I am very glad they, of that. They could have easily just dumped it on us at the end as a surprise and then say, oh yeah, he can do this by the way. See, nah, They showed it when he resurrects his Superman. So I was like, okay. So they've set that up quite nicely. They did that, you know. Happy with that. They did that. They did that in Wonder Woman um, 84. Told you the invisible jutsu of the plane. They did that. They just dropped it out of nowhere. But in this one, they did it properly. See one. Yep. Proper. It's a it's a four hour film. They had no excuse. They had to provide that kind of backstory to it. But it was such an epic scene. It's just seeing everything rolling back in time and mm-hmm. seeing the flesh yeah, and joining the back on the bones of the heroes. And so pretty much they lost, didn't they? Yeah, they lost. They lost. That was kind of nuts. And it happened so quickly. And Darkseid was watching through the ho- through the portal. Mm-hmm. That was pretty. That was that one epic stare off, you know. That was man. What an epic stare off. Now that whole part was so cool. Just behe- exactly, just beheaded your man, and then f- <laughs> just like here, take him. We're done. Don't come on Earth. That means get lost, Squidward. <laughs> you know what's kind of testament to how much um, more character they gave Steppenwolf. I actually kind of felt sorry for him. He was getting destroyed, man. <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for him just when Darkseid like just crushed his head because I'm like, this guy literally was trying to get back. He just to doesn't you. care about you, man. You're, he's just he's just some henchman, some glorified henchman. Thing is, I never felt like he was really a dick. I feel like he was just doing what he needed to do to just following instructions. Yeah, man. legit. I don't think he was actually really a dick in this film. Like, uh, uh, like he wasn't torturing people for no reason, was he? He was kind of just doing it to get. It. Yeah, just, you know what? When he was inter when he was interrogating um those workers, yeah. You know when he took her uh, Silas, yeah. So he was interrogating them as to where the mother was. Was he wasn't actually killing them. He was just okay, maybe throwing them against a wall, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wasn't killing them. He was just questioning them. I mean, he so was going to execute. He said to execute them and everything. He just he didn't seem to care about their lives after like he he going. he. he he bought them some time he, <laughs> for the plot. <laughs> oh, in the Atlantean that he he extracted the information from, I don't know if he actually killed him or not. Because remember, he used that crab thing to like somehow get. Well, that guy was bleeding pretty badly. He chucked him against a rock, and then he saw a lot of blood on the rock. Yeah, but he's near so. the ocean. He can just crawl in and just like kill. Yeah, that's true. And he shows up in Justice League too. <laughs> oh, you think you forgot about me? Huh? That that beat down they gave him at the end though. I saw someone say it reminds them of Mojo Jojo. You know when the Powerpuff Girls absolutely just destroy Mojo Jojo. You can see his brain coming out of the thing. <laughs> you see his, his brain popping out, his eyes oh popping out of his head, his tongue lying on the ground, the same his, his fingers just, <laughs> just moving all kinds of different directions. <laughs> oh, the energy, yeah, the same energy. <laughs> Isn't it? Superman bullied him, man. It's a perm. Just sawing off his horn. Not impressed. Aquaman just stabbing him through his back and obviously getting beheaded by Wonder Woman. That was a beat down, beat man. Beat down. <laughs> he wasn't ready. He wasn't he ready. He actually was not ready at all. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Superman, get off him. <laughs> uh, uh, messed up. What do you think of uh, Cyborg? Cyborg, for me, had the biggest transformation from the weeding cut to... The Snyder Cut. 100%. It was just night and day. 100%. Night and day. I started to feel the difference a lot more when he was, like, testing out his powers. 
Into his yeah. father's words. That was the moment. Oh, that like, scene, that might be my one of my... F- I think that's my top two scenes mm. Cause in this whole film. I always like seeing this scene, the scene where the hero is trying, like, testing out their abilities or their limits. And, yeah, I, this scene was definitely, like, one of the best ones I've seen out there. Like, along one of the top of definitely, like, Spider-Man, Tobey Toby Maguire's one. Um, oh, that classic that's one. Just classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just classic because it's just the first one I ever saw alive, I think. yeah. I think I, I I actually always appreciate those kind of scenes where the superhero is testing out their powers. I'm not sure I've seen a single bad one. I might have to think about it for a bit, but off the top of my head, even in bad films, the scenes where heroes or even villains are testing out their powers, they're always the better parts of those films, if I'm being honest. So I appreciate that scene and especially the music and the narration. From his dad on the, mm-hmm. the tape recorder. I loved the I loved him as the actor. I forgot his name. Uh, Joe Morton, I think that's his name. The guy who plays Silas. Oh, from dad. Terminator Two, from right? Terminator Two and and Scandal, dude, and Scandal. Yep. Oh man, yep. he's a great actor, man. Great, great, great. He's actor. he's a, he's a legend. Mm. He's a legend. So it was good to see. It was good to see him more involved in this. He was a lot more involved than I was expecting him to be um, before the film. And the way he sacrificed himself. Yeah. Because he marked the mother box, making it the hottest thing on earth, so it was easy to track. Man, I love the fact that this film gave him an actual, like, a storyline as well. Like, he had purpose, man. He was yeah, alive at the end of the first, at the, in the Just Reading cut, but, like, this actually gave it more, like, like gravitas and, like, meaning, like, seeing, It like, just made him seem like Cyborg hated his guts through to the end. Yeah. In the Whedon cut. Was, but this yeah. one... This one was a proper father-son kind of story. It actually felt like, like a journey, like... Yeah. You know, sadly and ended. The scene, the scene where Cyborg gave the the restaurant worker like a 100k oh boost my gosh. to her account. That, that, scene, that scene blew my mind. But I'm thinking about the scene that just came before it where he was like, you have the power to detonate all these nukes if you oh, wanted yeah. to. I was like, yo, he's a technological god. And yep. that's what I thought for the first time. These guys are like, Justice is pretty much like the new gods, pretty much. Like That bit where he waved the, all those missiles to the side. It's like, do you know, he could actually do that. Do you know how mad that is? And yeah, obviously creating money out of nothing, that was mad within itself. I even like the bit where he confronted Wonder Woman. Um, well, not confronted her, just asked her, why are you looking for me? He, he invited her to that road, mm-hmm. you know, turned the lights off, and then he just landed. And then... She asked something like, you know who I am? And he, he, I love the line he replied with, I know more than you could possibly know. It's like, ooh, ooh. Ray Fisher, my guy. Even the backstory where, and that was one scene I was really annoyed that they took that out, which is when he was playing football. Yeah. Like we saw that in the trailers, but that just uh, wasn't there. Was, I like that uh, scene for the story, but the slow-mos, bro... Uh, I, okay, I actually, I'm, I'm telling you, I didn't have a problem with any of the slow moves in this, but I'm, a, I'm a Snyder fan. Okay, in that sense, I'm I've been s- through three hundred and Sucker Punch and all those films. Yeah, I, I'm I, used to the slow moves. I can't do too many. I can't do too many. And you know me, I'm not a big sports person, so seeing, <laughs> seeing football <in> slow mo, <laughs> the only oh, thing that man. kept me going was the fact that I knew it was a DC film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the slow mo when uh, the Flash. He broke the window with his finger. Come on, you don't appreciate the slow mo there. Yeah, okay. I'm saying it did work in very, it did work in, in good scenes. Like it worked in certain yeah. scenes, but you have to admit there was it was overused at so many times when nothing was happening. Yeah, 
I, I just like him, man. I like the uh, I like that he's being able to breathe artistically. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, I agree too. I I love the fact that he was able to do that. I still think it was like too much for me. <laughs> I didn't need that much slow mo. But I do. Yeah, exp- I appreciate I the expression. I really do. Mm. So, Superman's return. Whedon cut versus the Snyder cut. Oh, I definitely, definitely, definitely prefer the. No, I prefer the Snyder cut. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> a lot of it was surprisingly similar, though. That's what I'll say. So, fair, fair play, fair play to Whedon on that bit for keeping most of that in. Most of it in, but I did like the Snyder cut for another reason. A bit where it was like he's scanning something's wrong. He's scanning us, and then you see the flash say. What? Oh, and the the classic bit where the flash starts running, and then we see Superman see him in the corner of his eye. Oh, that was brilliant, man. I loved it. Mm, that, I'm glad I kept that bit in. There was one bit in the weeding cut I am glad didn't make it into this one, just because I felt like it belongs it belongs in that one too. It was when Flash had this running joke of like Pet Cemetery about resurrecting Superman. Do you remember? Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. And then I'm glad that's out. Yeah. And then when. Superman was scanning for Cyborg, and Cyborg was scanning him. And Flash just said, "Pessimistry, it's going wrong." I'm, like, I'm glad they kept that out. The second, yeah, that was such a that was such a Whedon marvelous joke. Yeah, and I like the fact that you actually saw Batman like try and like defend himself a little bit with the gauntlets. The gauntlets were very cool, by the way. I thought that was a very cool gadget. Those gauntlets saved his life twice. Twice, no, more than a few times, more than twice. Yeah, so, I am so glad they didn't have comedic Batman in this. Oh my gosh, I hate that so much in the first one. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. No, no, I hate it. <laughs> I'm traumatized by that scene. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even the mustache part. It's just the fact that Batman was funny. He was funny, Nana. <laughs> uh, it's no, it's just it's it's wrong. On, it was wrong on all levels. It was, it was wrong. wrong on all levels. But you know, I kind of, I don't know how I feel about that line not being included. Which one? Um, you won't let me live. You won't let me die. Obviously, without the bad mustache. Thing. I thought that was a pretty decent line. It's a decent. Oh, you, you won't let me die. You won't let me live. I mean, yeah, I, I it's a good scene. But whenever I see it, I cannot unsee that lip, and it just looks stupid. It, it just looks yeah. stupid. <laughs> but the line in yeah. itself is really good. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be in the Snyder Cut because that was before we did this thing, but you know what I mean. It's, mm. I thought that was a good line. And one bit I was... So, at the start, I said there were a few bits in the Whedon Cut which I think would have been good to have in this one. And that was the debate they were having before they actually brought him back. Because they all seem to agree unanimously, right? Yeah. That bit was really cool, by the way, where... The Flash was saying, you all think what I'm thinking, right? I don't want to be the one to say it. And then you hear the the Superman theme. Yeah. And you see the graphic. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. good. This is really good. However, I like the bit in the Whedon cut where they kind of had a debate as to the morality of the whole thing. Mm. They had Because they all seemed to agree on this right up until, you know, they were actually doing it. And then Aquaman started having doubts. Yeah. He had a few doubts in the room before when they were all around the table, but yeah. they weren't as strong as just before they did it. And then Batman was like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, and I like the doubts. I like the way he expressed doubts with Wonder Woman when they were at the graveyard. Because mm. they kind of had that, I like that little moment they had with like 
the Atlantean like Amazonian like common saying that they found out they both know. I like that interaction especially. Mm. But yeah, but, that scene yeah, before when sorry, yeah, you go on. Yeah, I was just gonna say I like the debate they had as and you know, Wonder Woman and Batman even ended up having an argument. Yeah. In the Whedon cut. Yeah, in which he almost broke his back. <laughs> I kinda did break break his back a little bit. <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah, I'll admit I like the debate on their morality because you're bringing someone from the dead mm. at the end of the day. I mean, who are you really if you don't question that? I know it's Superman, but I think in the in the Whedon cut they were more focused. He was more focused on like the morality, whereas Snyder was like Snyder's one was kind of more about the morality, and it was also about the fact that it could be it could go wrong as well. Yeah, and yeah. that flash you get of everything we see later revealed to be like... Oh, yeah, when they were doing the countdown. Yeah. Like three, two, and then on one, Cyborg saw, saw like, a vision. Yeah, he had a vision. He had a vision of, like, the future with Darkseid taking over Earth and Superman was turned evil or lost his mind or whatever. We don't know. Like, there was a plan for, like, a, a two. That's what we see in that. So I think that's because that's why it works a bit better because it shows, like, a future plan that we... Yep. Hopefully... Might get to see, might not get to see. I don't know. I still appreciate this film no matter what. I like the bit where Superman came back. Yeah. He was walking through his ship. And you hear like his dad's voice and everything. Yeah. Or both his dad's voice. Both his dad's voice this time. They added some more lines and then you see him on the black suit. That black suit was cool, by the way. Oh, I like the I way they the showed the different suit. kind of suits, though. I forgot. I like that. I like the different like yeah. Kryptonian suit. Loved it. And the way he flew into space and regained his energy from the sun. Yep. Yeah, the black scene was wavy, and that scene was like image, image perfect, man. Honestly, image perfect. Oh, but I need to get, I need to find the the screenshot of that because it looks so good. Oh, I've been following this channel recently on YouTube. Um, this thing is called the Beauty of, and they do the. He's done these um videos. I think I sent you one yeah. of them. It's like a music video. The music is a track from the film, and it just shows like these amazing shots, just the perfect kind of like cinematography shots of the film, like say the beauty of the Joker film that came out with Joaquin Phoenix. You get, like, the shots that you really recognize from that, and it's just, like, the soundtrack over it. I just go there, and I just, like... I love it, because I love film. I just like seeing these shots, and I love the soundtrack, so it just works. I think they, I think they've done one for Snyder Cut, actually. Oh, cool. You should check it out, yeah. Yeah, I want to check that out. But overall, yeah, I did, like... I, I much prefer Superman's return in this one than the previous, and even his role in the final fight we actually see him just lead the beat down on stepping with <laughs> <laughs> the way he shows up and he says not impressed no and then he destroys stepping weapon with his ice breath which you don't get to see that much in this franchise yeah you don't that was cool um comparing it to we're just going back and forth comparing the both of the versions but when i saw the color version of him of his suit when he showed up to fight stefan wolf it, it it gave me mixed feelings because I was aware I've not seen it before, but I liked seeing those colors. But at the same time, it, it it felt like why is it here now? We should be getting like the black suit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the black suit. And they didn't explain. They didn't explain. You know how they fixed, how they would have fixed his suit because they had a massive gaping hole in it. <laughs> it's true because in the ship we saw that oh he has a spare suit of this which has the same colors. But in Whedon's car, we just kind of saw him show up with it again. Yeah. It's like, oh, how they fix it? Because that's Kryptonian material. You don't fix it easily, you know? So, yeah. 
Yeah, I much prefer the his return in the Snyder Cup for sure. Mm. I have I have a topic I kind of want to just bring up as well. It's kind of related to how he returns. Let's do it. What did you think of Lois Lane in this film? Uh, I mean, she was grieved. She was pretty much grieving for the whole film. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting her to have a massive role uh, in this one. I, you, didn't, you didn't like her? I like Lois Lane when she's being a reporter as well. Like, I feel like she was just grieving too much in this. Like, I wanted to see her do something. Like, Lois Lane, I, I remember, mean, is kind of, like, active and everything. Even if she, she lost Clark or Superman or whatever, like, she would still be doing something. She wouldn't be grieving for this long. I don't think so, anyway. I don't know. I, th- I didn't have a problem with the, the grieving, because... I mean, that was her guy. I just wasn't interested in it. Whenever she came, that her scenes came on, I was, I just wasn't. It was the same thing. She was just grieving. She was just grieving, and the only thing that was yeah. interesting was when Martha came around. It wasn't really Martha; <laughs> it was the Martian Manhunter. Oh, the Martian Manhunter cameo! I like that it was the general. Yeah, I forget I, his name. I knew it was general, but I hadn't seen it before. Like we hadn't seen it before. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of his design? He had these kind of scale, scales in his face. I was just like, okay. But I like I like that he was in the movie. Even though it didn't really serve much purpose. Yeah, it didn't really like it was just like a it was definitely a it was a setup to future films future in the Snyderverse if it's ever gonna be continued, that's for sure. I think there was gonna be a film for Martian Manhunter, wasn't there? Well, I mean the actor who plays the Martian Martian Manhunter, he's he said, "Let's get this trending." When someone asks, "Let's get let's get a film of it." So, who knows? Who knows? I don't know if the studio they're looking at this and thinking, "Hmm, if this is really popular and successful, should we continue?" But there are a few issues behind the scenes. Obviously, with Ray Fisher, he's at war with the studio over the treatment mm-hmm. during the Whedon reshoots. Yes, should so be. that was a bit, yeah, that was quite bad. I don't think there's any going back from that. It's going to be tricky because. Um, Cyborg was the best part of the film. It's the most people. It's what most people are saying. So, the heart and soul of the film, unless they're looking to recast, because he's you know he's not going to be Cyborg anymore. He's officially been fired as Cyborg. Yeah, he has. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to recast that at all, but it'll be one to look out for. There's one. So we've talked about pretty much all the characters apart oh, from Aquaman uh, and Alfred. Which I did appreciate more. And Alfred, yeah. But with Aquaman, they, well, first of all, they changed Mira's accent. <laughs> oh, man. So she had a really bad London, sorry kind of accent in the first one, which mixed with a bit of American English. I don't know what it is, but it's confusing. Yeah, I not in the first one, in this one, sorry. Yeah, she had an English accent in the Snyder cut. Yeah. I don't know, Snyder, he just has a thing with... These really strong in London Southern English accents. All the villains have English accents. You know, think so. The English accent is exotic when it's really not. It's like it's southern, southern English type of accent you'll hear in Surrey. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's posh, but because it's done in a really deep, gravelly voice, it sounds evil. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a massive difference. They had Mira change her accent for the. Whedon reshoots. Oh, for the reshoots? I thought it was done before the reshoots. No, because in Whedon's film, she had an American accent. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. And then in Snyder's Snyder's cut, she had an English accent. Okay. So So she's really. That was a noticeable difference. 
And I kind of hate how they did everything to do with um, the Atlanteans. What, Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe's character seemed so different in this one, didn't he? He did. <laughs> he seemed a bit more robotic in this one. I don't know how I like him. Like, you must take like off that. your mother's. You must take off your mother's trident. And then he's like, nope. Yeah, but I don't like how they did. I don't really like the how they did the Atlanteans in the Snyder cut or the Whedon cut. How do you mean? It's like so much more colorful in um, James Wan's mm. version, for example. Yeah, yeah. I just I just like their portrayal more. The costumes, everything, a lot more in um, James Wan's Aquaman. Yeah, you got movie. to see more of the world in Aquaman, whereas this yeah, one, a lot the more world is literally just this this derelict, dark building that's underwater. That's that's what you see as like Atlantis, pretty much. You don't really get to see yeah. anything else. And how poorly did they guard the mother box, by the way? Bro, that was so. That was just open season. Open for season. Open season. There was no blocking anything. It was just like open, come in, try and get in. Telling you, man. Ah, not a fan. It, it didn't really change much over the two films, the way they treated the Atlanteans. I, I like how they showed Mira's power. That was nuts. She started drawing out blood from Steppenwolf's face. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. they went there. They, she blood-bended. She blood-bended, man. Blood-bending. Any liquid. And I didn't like the whole thing where you have to create a bubble for them to speak. I'm glad they took that out in the Aquaman film. Creating a bubble of, not oxygen, just without water for them to interact every time. That would have been so long if they did that in Aquaman. Oh my days. So, glad they removed that in the Aquaman film. Not a fan of it in the Whedon cut or the Snyder cut. Yeah, me neither. Hopefully, going forward, they just do it how they did in Aquaman, which is just, just talking water. You're Atlanteans. You don't need a bubble of air. To, to talk just do it so yeah not ha- not too happy with how they did the Atlanteans and Aquaman I mean pretty much the same wasn't he in the Whedon cut versus the Snyder cut I don't see any massive differences I mean nothing really changed from we knew he didn't he wasn't ready to take up the mantle of King of Atlantis I mean we got a few more conversations that gave us a bit of like maybe well, Volko Vol- wasn't it yeah you did get that, and that did help a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. What did you think of um the fight scenes in general, like throughout the film? Because I'm thinking, the the one where they're on they near Gotham Harbor, and they're about to fight all the parademons and Stephen for the first time. The highlight was for me of that scene was like, <laughs> it was like Wonder Woman facing off against Stephen Wolf, because I thought the intro was just like so good it's like you you're an amazon but not like your sisters (laughs) it's true and then he said something about you let your sisters die and then she called him a liar something like that yeah Yeah. in the final battle it's like she belongs to me i like i like how he was just like leave her to yeah leave her she's mine and then she said I don't belong to nobody. <laughs> and then the music comes on. <laughs> Whenever that music comes on, it's just it's just like height levels. It's mm-hmm. epic, man. That's like such an iconic theme now. Such an iconic theme. Did you see um Leslie Jones's commentary on the whole film? No. What is she say? You didn't see Leslie Jones's oh you after this, you need to go on Leslie Jones's Instagram and just just like treat yourself, man. All right. She's so entertaining. She just did a running commentary of 
a lot of the key scenes and Oh wait, is that what you were posting? Yeah. Oh, but she did it. She did it for pretty much the whole film. Okay, just I didn't know that was her. <laughs> it was. It was so funny, man. Even um, Zack Snyder, he he approved of it. He just said she's the official fan or something. He said my queen, and then she ended up asking for a part in the next one if there's going to be a next one. <laughs> so definitely treat yourself. Go on Leslie Jones's page, her Instagram page. Watch all the clips she posted with her running commentary on various scenes. She, she literally did the whole film. I don't know if they're going to get taken down because of copyright or anything, but go do it quickly in case they, they I are. I saw a few like, of them. so entertaining. No, I saw a few of them that you posted. That, that made me laugh. That made me laugh. Wait, that was just like two of the yeah, I saw, uh, tens. I went into the profile. I didn't know it was her. I wasn't really focusing. I was just looking at the videos. It was hilarious. Her running commentary was brilliant. I thought, yeah. She was proper into it. That that nightmare sequence. I mean, it seemed like it was re- it was literally tagged on. It was the epilogue. They just tagged that on. I liked it though. So what were you saying? Jared Jared Leto's Joker. You know how we feel about this Jared Leto Joker. Ah. In the Suicide ah, Squad, that was. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I. I, I, I hate him in Suicide Squad with a passion. <laughs> hunker, hunker. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't want no beef. You don't want no beef. You, you want no beef. Bring the car around. We're going for a drive. <laughs> Why do you sound like you're Batman? <laughs> oh, because you're the joke and you're taking the piss? No, it sounded weird still. <laughs> Um, did you like Jared Leto's Joker in this nightmare sequence at all? I did, I did, I did because I, I always I like even the laugh. No, I, I'll never like that laugh. <laughs> you should really change that, but it was it was an improvement. It was. I don't think they had that line from the trailer though, with the society line. I don't think they had that in this. What in the, the whole? Oh wait, no, they didn't have it in this one. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have that line. I was kind of look, expecting that line, but I like they just talked about how um, I like how Joker, Lewis Lane suffered. Yeah, I like how Joker actually knows that uh, it's Bruce Wayne. I was I knew I said a thing about like secret identities, but the Joker yeah. knowing Batman is Bruce Wayne will always be like, oh snap for me, no matter what. It, it's never. I mean, it was a nightmare sequence, so it's just Batman imagining it. So I don't know if he actually knows that is Bruce Wayne, but yeah, I. That nightmare sequence was out and I was so out of place with <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it looked like it should have been like a mid credit scene or something. It just made no sense. Obviously, most nightmares don't make any sense. I get it, but yeah. It just seemed like it should have been like a, a mid credit scene, maybe. I feel like I would have appreciated it a lot more if it was a mid credit scene. You think so? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it had um, Cyborg. It had... The Flash, the Flash's face looked really different. It looked like the Flash we saw in the flashback scene we had where he traveled back in time. Yeah, when that's what Bruce it was meant to be. Vision. Yeah, yeah so. that was what it was meant to be. And you had Mira still doing her, her London accent. And yeah. <laughs> you had Deathstroke and a Mohawk. Deathstroke, yeah. yeah. I like how the Deathstroke cameo was pretty much the same, wasn't it? No, it was a little bit different. Like He said this personal between Batman and me. I don't know if they said that in Whedon's Oh, yeah, that's true. And Jesse Eisenberg's um, Lex Luthor, he knew that it was Bruce Wayne. 
Yeah, and he told him. And and he like, I was like, okay, cool. Secret identity out the back. Again. <laughs> but still, it, it would it would work for what they it's have. Like everyone just knows who this guy is now. Come on. Why even wear masks anymore? And you were saying about Alfred before. Like, did you... Oh, I appreciate seeing him a lot more in this one. Like, I felt like he had more interactions with the characters and you get to see that more especially the tea part the tea part i feel like that was just Zack Snyder taking the piss out of british people <laughs> because he was like <laughs> don't scold the tea i'm like this is probably how british people talk <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to make it no 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 i'm fine, I'm fine. no i really liked I all his interactions with the heroes as alfred i liked him working on that gadget as well that was really yeah cool. I li- no i actually loved that scene where we should we saw him working on the gadget again that's another time they explained that these things can absorb the energy. And we even saw him practicing with mm-hmm. the parademons when they were, they were shooting blasts. And he was absorbing it. And he was even celebrating, saying, it works, uh-huh. it works. Success. And then Batman said, this is not the time. I need the Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Nightcrawler scene, nothing nothing really changed that much, apart from that awkward bit where the Flash landed on Wonder Woman's shirt. Oh, I'm glad that was cut. That, that after was hearing so about it, it was just... Even seeing it before, I was like, why... It wasn't funny. I didn't laugh in the theater when I saw that. I was like, why is that there? And then hearing about why it happened, I'm like, oh, God, just thank you for getting rid of it. And you know the bit where the fl- in the Whedon cut, where the Flash was so nervous about, oh, I've, I've never saved anyone before, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, really? They're doing that? And Batman said, save one. Then what? Yeah, just, just start with one. And then you'll just, know. just do one. And the rest will follow. Yeah. I I love I love that they removed all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would not stand that scene, and I love how they did it in the Whedon, um the Snyder Cut. They showed him saving Iris, so that was kind of a back. So it wasn't just a thing where he was new to being a hero. That kind of thing. Yeah. One, it showed it showed him in the footage, in the shop for one. Oh, one little was... note. One little note I just want to mention: the, the shoes. The shoes was a very nice touch when he actually done it the super speed. The shoes doesn't yeah. disintegrate because it can keep up with the speed. Yeah, I love that. Sorry, I continue. Well, that's true, you know. I didn't think about that. But then why didn't the rest of his clothes rip off? Less friction? Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. I I guess. I'm not a physicist. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, what's it? When So, the bit that preceded the Flash being a hero, one, we saw the footage where he saved the shopkeeper from a robber in the shop, right? Yep. And then we saw him save Iris. So he has previous. He has previous. So it was it was really weird in the first one where, again, we saw the footage of him saving someone, the shopkeeper, but then suddenly he's scared to be a hero. I was like, really? I don't know, man. But I'm glad they removed that weird scene now. There was no need for it at all. There's no need for that. Apart from that, um, what did you think of the score? Because it was different in this one. We had Danny Elfman for the 2017 version, and this one we got Junkie XL. Junkie XL, our guy, mm-hmm. was the score was. <laughs> I, mm, the what score was the was score? It, it was a good. The score was great. You had no issues with any of the score. All right, okay. So the new Wonder Woman theme. Okay. That whole wailing sound. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could get with it, man. It was like Icelandic, like yelling or singing or something. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like the thing from um, that music from like uh, Avatar, like the Blalian one, Avatar. Like you know that yeah. music motif. 
you hear in 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 that track where the the world tree kind of ends and that ends it falls yeah i remember that scene actually yeah i remember that scene so vividly because it was just like such a vivid like pain that we were i mean that was that was it took getting used to i don't think i ever did get used to that whole wailing vocal sound but the bit the backing track to when cyborg was discovering what he could do what when cyborg's dad was telling him what he could do was great man that was one of my favorite pieces Mm. Yeah. The rest of the soundtrack was pretty much the was pretty much standard, wasn't it? No, it was like really different. St- it was like really kind of like rocky and like metal. Yeah, no, not metal. It was just very like rock and like it was like an action kind of packed, action kind of fueled. Mm. But yeah, my favorite my favorite bit of music was definitely the backing music to when Cyborg was discovering what he could do. Yeah, that was a good track. That was quality, man. What's that track called again? Um, was it Cyber Becoming Human? Or oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, Cyber yeah. Becoming Human or, or Two Human. Yeah, that was it. And obviously, you had the Wonder Woman theme dotted around. That was really good. Yeah. Because Junkie XL was the one who came up with it originally, wasn't he? Mm. Him and Hans Zimmer in uh, Batman vs. Superman. So yeah. So it's good to have that back. And you see a few, you heard a few re- remixes of it here and there. So mm-hmm. that was good. Well, yeah, those, those were the main ones that stood out to me. Mm. For very for obviously various reasons, but what do you think of a uh, dark size um, assistance? Because he had the sard, the sard. He, he just reminded. He's just like the ebony more. Yeah, of, literally. The <laughs> ebony more. <laughs> he's dark size ebony more. He's he's dark size Squidward. Yeah, yeah, Squidward. And then you had the other lady who I later found out was Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness. Yeah, but obviously that was all setting up future movies, which. I don't know. That's I guess that's probably one of the most upsetting things about this whole thing is is anything gonna come off this afterwards? Because it's it it sets such a good foundation to go off yeah. future films by. But I don't know. I just think Warner Brothers should show some sense, see the fan reactions to this, give us what we want, and stop messing around. That's all. That's all. Because I'd love to see a universe built off this. Obviously. I'm not, I wasn't a fan of any of the Atlantean scenes. I preferred, I much preferred James Wan's iteration of Aquaman and everything in there. So if they can combine the two, I'm happy with whatever is to come going forward. But again, I don't know. I don't know what one of others are thinking. Because there, there's a reason they didn't want to release this cut. They weren't, they weren't that happy with it, I heard. This was pure fan power coming through. So we'll see if we could get the if you could get the new nose, maybe there's there's better to come. There's more to come. Who knows? But I don't but know. In the, the meantime, we got this, and we're grateful. I am very, very grateful, grateful, man. I'd, as I said at the start, I was I was surprised it actually came out this soon. Usually, these things you don't see them until way later down the line. But mm-hmm. through fan power, we finally got what we wanted. So yeah, it's good. We're here for it. We love it. So, would you like to rate this film? Or would you like to talk about this one more, actually? Um, I can rate this film. I'll def- definitely go to the cinema to watch this in IMAX. I'll even buy cinema popcorn to watch this, man. A four-hour effort, you kind of need to. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need, you need the, 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 the supplies, the rations, and everything, yeah. There, there is one thing I would, I would like to say in that Although, you know, we didn't get the Snyder Cut in cinemas and it was delayed up till now, it kind of feels like 
no, you. Be, I don't know if you believe everything happens for a reason, but the only way we could have seen this four-hour cut was through streaming service, a streaming service, right? Yeah. And because of the prominence of streaming services now, it made it a lot easier to for us to view something of this length. Because if it did come, if Snyder did get his way and released it in the cinema, he would also have had to cut a lot of things out. We would not That's have true. seen this four-hour version in the cinema before. So, in that sense, I'm happy with... Obviously, it wasn't ideal, but I'm not too mad at how things went down because we got to see four hours of goodness and that would not have happened in 2017 or whenever the film was originally slated to be released. So, in that sense, again, everything happens for a reason. I'm quite happy with what we got and who knows i'm hoping this opens the door for lengthier more fleshed out stories in not just a snipe not just dc but any other franchise really the whole streaming platform thing so we'll see but we'll see that's definitely a plus we would not have gotten a four-hour version even if snyder had released the film in 2017 that's that's a fact. Yeah. 100%. Back then, four hour film. Even Lord of the Rings didn't do four hours. So no. to have a four hour film in the cinema was unheard. Was for a superhero film especially was unheard of. So in that sense, I'm kind of glad things went down the way it did. Obviously, it wasn't nice. We nearly we nearly didn't see this film, but nearly we have nearly. But yeah, that's all yeah. I wanted to say on that really. Yeah, um, I agree with everything you just said, honestly, and I would, I would rate it the same. Definitely would buy ration supplies and enjoy this film and recline a seat with my my Tango Blast and everything, man. Oh, I miss those Tango Blasts, especially before the, the sugar tax here. Oh, for real, man. Ah, those times will come again, though. I don't care. Indeed. I will make them happen again. This day shall return, but until then... We are out. Peace.